Hi everyone and welcome back to this final episode of this season. I'm your host Dr. Tina Mystery, clinical psychologist and also known as the Brown Psychologist. So in this episode we're going to be looking back at really the lockdown series that we've done for this particular season. So we covered everything from domestic violence to living with family to dealing with being a parent during lockdown. And I feel like this is really a time to sit back and reflect on how we all are doing. Because I think for many of us, now that we're seeing more sunlight, we're starting to see people, we could almost forget what we have had to endure over the past year. And that's not to say that we're out of the woods. I think this is, we're still much, very much in the thick of it. And I can't help but think, where next? How is this pandemic or how has this pandemic affected us? How has it affected the South Asian community? In what ways have we learnt new things? In what ways are we going to make things different? We know from this past year that Black and Asian people were disproportionately hit by the coronavirus, that there were more deaths from these communities compared to our white counterparts. We know that many of these people were key workers and were found to be doing these jobs where they were frontline workers. And our vulnerability was pretty much put on a plate. We also saw the effect of racism. And, you know, 2020 was a huge one for for many of us. And it's really helped us to openly discuss how white privilege exists, how white supremacy impacts us, and how black and Asian people suffer at the hands of this. And more recently, what we're seeing is communities speaking out openly about the attacks the East Asian community openly talking about the xenophobia, the hatred. And what we've also seen are communities supporting each other. And we should be very proud of that. But we also need to recognize that we've got such a long way to go. We have so much that we need to dig in and learn. And this stuff is painful because I think that in order for us to grow, we have to look in the mirror. And there are some amazing people doing some great work to help us do this because this stuff is hard and we can quite easily become so comfortable in our in our homes. We can get comfortable looking at things from afar. And I'm no different to anybody else that dealing with race and racism and 
hurt and pain. We can't do it all the time. It's tiring. It it is exhausting. And a portion of my job is to sit with people's pain, to really sit. And we have to acknowledge that this year has been painful. And we can't expect ourselves to stay there all the time. We have to shift from being in places of happiness, places of gratitude, but also that we still need to continue to do the work. We cannot go back to being complacent. We cannot go back to assuming that everything is well, fine and dandy. It's not. There's still so much work to do, and that's okay. What I have seen over this past year is the power of social media and the power of collective. The power of how people have come together, put themselves in a vulnerable position and said, yeah, I feel this too, or yeah, I'm struggling. And when we start to do that, we start to see the human side of us, that we're not just these faces on Instagram that feel or seem to be perfect, because we're not. Behind these squares, there are people living lives of poverty, financial strain, stress, loss, heartache, and that's human. And we might not want to share that on the squares, and that's okay too. But what we mustn't fall under the illusion of is assuming that everything is always a smile, everything is always rosy, because it's not. The South Asian community is a resilient community. And you can see that. For many families, they've endured double migration. And the struggles or the scars that have been left from that resonate with us, have stayed with us, impact us. And I feel like that what's happening is our generation is is changing that, is saying that yes, we have suffered, but we're also going to now show how we can heal. And we don't have a roadmap for that. But what we're showing is that we are willing to come together to find that path. And it might be a path that we all create. I've seen people who have collaborated and talked about really interesting issues ranging from anti-blackness in the South Asian community to colorism, And this is fantastic because we are openly talking about things that have affected us. But also, on the other side comes the hate, the cancel culture, the emotions rising. And that's the ugly side, I guess, which I struggle with. I don't believe in cancel culture. 
I believe in compassion. And I think that in order for us to be kinder to ourselves, we have to be kinder to each other. And that has to start with our own healing. The pandemic has probably made us experience things that we may have never even imagined. Job losses, moving houses or having to move out of a city, moving back in with your parents, moving back out of your parents, caring for elderly, loved ones dying, having to raise children and deal with a career at the same time, experience poverty, losing family abroad, The amount of pressure that we've all endured has been really hard. What has helped you get through this time? What are you looking forward to? What are you still uncertain about? With the vaccine rollout in the UK, it's been phenomenal, you know, and... I'm grateful that we have a health service that has been able to manage this. I'm grateful to all the doctors and nurses that have tried their damn hardest in a system that was already struggling and on its knees. And it's hard to sit with the tension of knowing that difficult decisions had to be made by these doctors and nurses many, many times. and that families were left heartbroken. And those who are on the fence of taking the vaccine or, or not to take the vaccine, that's okay. You know, we have to acknowledge that medical treatment and medical violence has been a thing. And there is a lot of uncertainty around that. With people now meeting up outdoors, with people returning to work, maybe going into the office more than once a week. I've heard people talk about feeling quite anxious, feeling anxious to drive. I was one of them. I genuinely felt like I didn't know how to drive, going on public transport, in closed spaces, acknowledging that wearing masks is going to be the new normal. All of these changes are happening around us and we're having to adapt and accept that this needs to happen in order for us to stay safe. Weddings have been reduced from hundreds of people to 30 people, 15 people. People are feeling like they're missing out on really important moments in, in their loved ones' lives.
many are struggling with being far away or not being able to spend time with their loved ones and the time keeps ticking. Many of us become aware that one minute somebody can be around and then the next minute they're gone. And that's such a hard position to hold. The fragility of our humanness is so apparent. But also at the same time, the resilience and our ability to support each other, our ability to adapt, our ability to make the most of what we have, that's real too. I really hope that these episodes have helped you to think about things that you may not have or may have helped you in some way. I know they're only snapshots, they can't be individualized in any way because they're just general observations of what I'm seeing in the media, what I'm reading on the internet and the conversations that I'm having with people. This pandemic is not going away easily we know this you know my my youngest daughter she keeps saying when the coronavirus goes away mommy i would like and then she will insert something to do with unicorns and birthday cake and ice cream or something like that there's that hopefulness because it is when it is a matter of when not if we will get through this we will adapt we will change. It's evolution, isn't it? It's part of what we do. I just hope that this podcast and these episodes have helped you to just hold some space. Hold some space for each other, but also to hold space for yourself. To remind ourselves that we are all going through things in different ways and that we all have the capacity to care for each other. It's been a pleasure to talk about these issues and I really hope that my thoughts and feelings have been helpful in some way. I will see you in the next season or even speak to you in the next season. Take care.